I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Veterans are who we are, what we talk about, who we fight for. This podcast sheds light on real issues facing our veterans. It informs the uninformed. It celebrates their triumphs and provides hope to those fighting a silent battle. This is Upholding Valor. Welcome. I'm Jill Atwood, Director of Communications for the VA in Salt Lake City and your host for Upholding Valor. You know, there's a lot that goes into making sure our veterans are okay after service. Each veteran has a different background, they have their own story, and of course, each has a different way of moving forward. That journey is different for everyone, and VA has so many cool programs and ways to reach veterans where traditional therapies may fall short. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We have a ton of different things we could talk about in that respect, but today we're going to talk about equine therapy. It's one of my um, it's one of my favorite programs here, and we've talked about it a lot over the years. But we have a, a couple of very special guests here to tell us a little bit more. We have a Dr. Bill Marchand, and he is our whole health director of equine therapy assistant services and research. And then we have Chelsea Snowy, who's a Navy veteran and has worked really hard in this equine therapy program, and and it's made a difference. I can't wait to to hear your story. But, Bill, I'm going to start with you. Talk to me a little bit about equine therapy here in the VA, how it started, how it's evolved, and how it's impacting our veterans. So we've been doing this for about two years. We do it with community partners. We do work with Utah State University Equine and Human Sciences Program and then the National Ability Center. And the reason we started doing this was really because of what you mentioned before. We have a lot of good psychotherapy and pharmacological treatments for um, psychiatric conditions. But for many reasons, veterans don't always get a full response. Sure. Some may not want to engage or may not want to go into an office. Um, Others, um, for whatever reason, may not have a full response. So this is why we have complementary alternative health care options available through Whole Health. And the equine-assisted psychotherapy is one of those. Why do you think some don't respond to the traditional therapies? And then would this complement that? Would they still do both or strictly equine therapy, for example? The state of the 
literature, the scientific literature, really doesn't yet support doing equine therapy as standalone. So we would always encourage people to also do uh, traditional therapies Mm -hmm. as part of the treatment. But what we actually have found is that many people will come into us when they're uncomfortable doing the one of the conventional therapies so we often serve as a conduit to engage people okay so what does that look like a veteran comes to you and it's it's just not working for them in the traditional office setting so what happens next if i get a consult or if a veteran calls then i spend some time on the phone with them finding out you know what they would like to work on and also explaining what we do and make sure that it's something that they would feel comfortable with and want to do. And then we schedule appointments. I do both one-on-one individual and group. Mm -hmm. And of course, we always have an equine partner um, helping out and they're sort of the most important part of the, uh, the piece. Sure. You need the horses. That's important. So, Chelsea, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to you. How has this alternative therapy helped you along oh, your journey? It's been incredible for me. Um, kind of like you guys were talking about the traditional therapies. It was, it was helping, but it wasn't enough for me. And, when and I got why? Up, and why? Do you know why? I feel like I, I didn't get a PTSD diagnosis till after I was out of the service Okay, and had some like pretty bad stuff happen while I was in Mm -hmm. and wasn't sure how to go about it. Hey, I'm talking about this. I'm bothered by this, but it just, I felt like I was hitting a wall. Like I feel better, but I don't feel quite myself Sure. And that's brave of you to acknowledge. And it's hard. Yeah. And asking for help, you ask any veteran and we hundred percent are so much more willing to help other people before ourselves. And so for me to reach out and ask for this help was really hard for me because mm-hmm. it was my before it was my job to help other people. And I'm like, oh, I need help now. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about this equine therapy. What What is it? What does it do for you? Um, talk to me about a typical session and what happens. Um, depending on... It depended on the previous session as far as like what we wanted to work on or do. But for me... The biggest thing is that the horse is never going to lie to you. They are where their feelings, their emotions, just right on their sleeve, and they'll let you know exactly how they're feeling right then and there. And for me, I feel like I would stuff things down or try to act like I wasn't feeling a certain way, and the Mm. horse would pick up on it. Really? He knew that I was upset. He like he could tell I was anxious, and I couldn't even I couldn't even tell sometimes. So. And then what would how would the horse respond? He would if I maybe if I went to touch him he would maybe pull away or if I was we we were doing good and I noticed my thoughts going a different way. Bill would be amazing about it. He could see a twinkle in my eye and change and be like, hey, what did you think? What happened? And the horse would disengage. Like, oh, I didn't even realize that my thoughts had changed from, hey, I want you to walk this way to, mm-hmm. hey, I'm worried, you know, I'm in my head worried about what I got to do tomorrow or whatever other thoughts came about. So is it safe to say it it helps you be in the moment? A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I really struggled with that before. And is that what it's about, Dr. Marchand? Bill. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to call you Bill. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) So that is part of it. I think the biggest piece is the horse-human relationship. 
Horses are extremely sensitive because they're prey animals, Mm -hmm. meaning they get eaten by other animals. And so in order to survive over the thousands of years, they've had to be extremely sensitive to their environment. So they're very, very sensitive, as Chelsea pointed out, to what we're experiencing, even more sensitive than we are oftentimes. They're also capable of forming very strong bonds. Chelsea, I'd love to hear you talk about your bond (laughs) with Olaf. (laughs) Yes, we will talk about that. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I've had a number of veterans who felt like they couldn't really form bonds with humans, didn't want to come out of their house, but coming in and working with the equine was totally different for Mm -hmm. them. Most people experience it as a positive, and so, again, it often is more appealing, and you can speak to this, than going in and sitting with somebody like me in an office and doing some of the PTSD therapies while they're very effective. They create a lot of emotional distress going through them. Mm -hmm. And it is also about mindfulness because when you're with a horse, there is a little risk because they are animals and they're big and powerful. Mm -hmm. And so one has to stay in the present moment not only to understand what signals they're giving, Mm -hmm. but also what signals the horse is giving so they can respond to that. If the horse becomes upset, you might need to stand back or Mm -hmm. so on. So the horse can pick up on negative feelings, negative vibes, someone that just maybe doesn't want to be there or someone that's not in the moment just thinking about something other than the horse in front of them. Yes, that's super interesting. So, how, so, so, tell me about your connection. So, how did that work for you? How did it start, and then how did you see it evolve? I feel like it started with just a desire to want to work with animals and finding alternative therapies. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And the minute I saw Olaf, I was like, "That is my boy. That's the one I want to work with. He is so handsome. I am so excited to work with him." And from then on, like, I just fell head over heels, and it was really interesting to me. The more I've worked with the horses, the different Mm -hmm. personalities and stuff that you find, but that being in the moment, I was so caught up in my thoughts or like maybe feelings of trauma and all this stuff that I just got done doing very intensive therapy about. Mm -hmm. And it was heavy and the horse could tell like that I wasn't a hundred percent there. So that being in the moment and Really just my, I think one of my favorite parts of forming that connection with the horse is being able to walk and the horse walks with you. No reins, no nothing. He wants to be there and he wants to move with you because he can tell that I'm confident, that I'm ready to go. I used, I noticed even a change in my body posture. And that you want to be with him. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I would just make jokes. I'm like, oh, I'm a handsome Norwegian man. I'm going to go see. <laughs> <laughs> like, aren't you jealous? Um, and it was it was always, even if I was really upset, even if I was having a hard day, I knew that if I went there that I was going to leave with something from it, something to better myself. And whether it was something Bill would tell me or yeah. any of the team at USU or just learning from the horse, like I always felt like I had a wealth of knowledge after I left and that I was improving myself. 
And the horse didn't say a word. Yeah, no, nothing. He would whinny. He makes a little cute squeak sound sometimes when he gets really excited. It's one of my favorite things on this earth. (laughs) So how often would you see him? And do you still see him? Um, I saw him, I think, about once a week for a few months. And that was just for the initial therapy portion of it. And at first, you know, I was nervous. I hadn't really worked with horses very much before this. So, yeah, they're big and can be really scary. Yeah. Um, he was just such a sweetheart. He was so gentle. One time he accidentally barely stepped on the side of my foot and he went from being right next to me to like two feet behind me. He was still following me. He still wanted to be with me, but he was like, Oh, I stepped on your foot. I'm sorry. I'm like, you are so precious. (laughs) That is precious. So, okay. So Bill, Chelsea's talking about walking with the horse and interacting with the horse. Um, but what about riding the horse? I mean, riding's involved as well. Is that like the next phase or do you, do you not ride or let's talk about that? So what we do as part of the equine assisted psychotherapy is all groundwork. Okay. So we do not ride as part of that. We can find that it's a better opportunity to interact with the animal down on the ground mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's safer. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, Chelsea also participated in a study that we did later in the summer. Yeah. And we did trail riding in that study. And it was more about learning horsemanship skills and trail riding. And, you know, ultimately, we would like to have recreational riding available for veterans as a sort of a a next step to go into. Mm-hmm. Chelsea did a lot up with USU right after the therapy piece Oh yeah, it was really great. I've been I had been doing some lessons and stuff afterwards through them, and mm-hmm. it was really it was really incredible. What changes do you see in your veterans from start to finish? Yeah, once they start. So, can I talk about you? Please, even do. If you're please here. do. <laughs> well, I'm going to make in her front of my face. I'm going to make her talk about her too. <laughs> So one of the reasons I really wanted to invite Chelsea to do this with us is that, you know, we saw really dramatic changes that, you know, we observed. Not sure if your experience was exactly the same, but sort of coming in, there was obviously some discomfort about being with the horse. You weren't appropriately assertive with the horse. We Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time on that. And so... Uh, Chelsea's body language changed. She was obviously much more confident. She was appropriately assertive, but still compassionate. And her voice changed. Um, And I had some of the USU team comment to me when you weren't there just how much you had transformed. So I think that was just one of the really good examples. And, you know, I don't know internally what you experienced, but... I observed that it seemed like you became generally happier when we were around you and more um, energetic and engaged with life. Definitely, 100%, yeah. Well, because you were open to it. Yeah. And you engaged and you did the work, and that's what we try to tell all of our veterans, that if, if you're willing to do the work and you want to heal, there's a way. We're, we're here to make that happen Definitely. for you. So. People are noticing the change while you're involved with the horse. I'm curious how you're noticing changes outside of therapy in your in in your normal every everyday life. 
I've noticed I'm a lot more confident in the way I hold myself. Like Bill said, I didn't realize how much I was letting people, like, walk all over me. I was just total, like, people pleaser, like, hey, I'll do anything like this, and Mm -hmm. without sticking up for myself, really. Um, And it's gotten me hurt a lot, or it's gotten me into trouble, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But with this, I was, like he said, I was very, I didn't want to hurt the horse. I'm like, okay, if I push on him, I'm going to hurt him. Like, no, he is much, much bigger than you and much stronger than you. You, I would have to really, really try (laughs) to hurt this horse. Yeah. So it took a lot of me kind of being like, oh, oh, okay, I can do this. I can occupy my own space. I can be confident and assertive and not be labeled as, you know, some type of negative connotation to it because I'm standing up for myself. And that was the most powerful piece for me. I was like, oh, I'm confident in me. I can do this. And like the moments where like, oh, I finally got the horse to walk with me. or Oh, he, he did this turn that I was trying to get him to do. And it just, it made me so happy and it made me feel so confident and connected with him. The biggest thing was that connection because I love animals and being able to do that with this giant prey animal was something I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And I did. And it was it felt really cool to accomplish that so what's next for you what's your next goal um i'm sure you have one i can tell yeah. <laughs> you seem pretty you seem pretty good right I appreciate now that. Yeah. Um, yeah things have been really good i recently just moved kind of far away so i'm looking to do more equine therapy where i live now um not that i wouldn't drive like six hours to go see olaf but that's <laughs> kind of <laughs> not an easy trip i can make back and forth um So I'm hoping, I would love to someday work to be like where Bill is at. Yeah. Like that's my interim goal. That's what I would like to do to get, to be a veteran who is able to find space to live with PTSD and anxiety, depression, all those like fun things. And to say, hey, yeah, I did this and it helped and I want to help other people see how great this is. So anything I can do to help kind of promote this equine program or anything to do i'm like totally nuts about the horses now so i will talk about it all day so thanks for sharing chelsea okay bill so for veterans who who may be interested who are who are in our system what do they need to do and i mean equine therapy is just one option right. our, our whole mm-hmm. health program is vast there's there's many uh resources so t- talk about that a little bit for me and and what a veteran can do if they're if they're liking what they hear Yes, so there are a few ways to enter the system. Um, As I mentioned, we are part of Whole Health, so there's a general consult that a provider could put in. But if they're really interested in equine-specific stuff, we have a consult for that. And um, I will call the veteran within a few days. And they can call us directly. My extension is 1847 here, the main VA number. And again, I'm Bill Marchand, so you can just call that number and I'll be happy to talk with you. Okay, I'm going to blast this out one more time. 801-582-1565, extension 1847. That's Bill Marchand and he is with the Equine Therapy Program. Thank you so much for sharing. Of course. I really appreciate it, Bill. Always a pleasure. My pleasure. And thanks for joining us today for Upholding Valor. Stay safe, take care of each other, and be kind. This is Jill Atwood. I'm a VA employee, Army veteran, and veteran of Desert Storm. This is very personal to me. There is no greater mission than to serve and fight for those who fought for us. Thanks for listening, and thanks for caring. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe or rate us, or better yet, 
Tell a vet and tell a friend to tune in by texting veterans to 57500 or go to kslpodcast.com slash veterans. VA is honored to serve you. We'll talk to you next time.